Today on The Real Life Girl, we're bringing health into the discussion by introducing revitalizing wellness tips for a powerful start to your week. Welcome to The Real Life Girl, or welcome if you are new. My name is Bianca and I am your host, and today we are talking about wellness tips that'll help you kickstart your week on the right foot. I feel like now, as an adult, I didn't care as much as my about my health as I did when I was a child. You don't really think about how many calories that brownie has or what not exercising for your whole life really does for you as much as you do into your adulthood. And I feel like that's where I am in my life. So I thought, why not bring health into the table discussion and talk about some really powerful health tips that have really improved my life. Before we start today's episode, I have a special announcement. I have just launched my new guide called Breaking Free, A Journey to Freedom. This step-by-step guide empowers you to break free from the grip of lust and pornography and reclaim your authentic self. It's been so inspiring watching women in our community take advantage of this opportunity to take their power back in Christ and reclaim something that was once an obstacle but now becomes so effortlessly to them with accountability questions, guiding resources, and workbook journaling prompts that you can do on your own or with with a friend. This week, I'm holding a 33% off flash sale and you do not want to miss it. So right now you can get the guide for just $10 by going to therealllifegirl.com. You want to run and not walk for this sale because I'm so excited to take this journey with you. All this info will be in the show notes and now onto the episode. The first wellness tip that really revitalized my life was one preparing the night before. Now listen, I am a firm believer that your great morning starts the night before. So think of a Proverbs 31 woman. She is a woman that's prepared for whatever and laughs at the days to come. So whatever that is for you that you need to prep, that you need to lay out and get ready for the morning is what you need to do right before bed. This could be prepping your lunch the night before for work or school, making sure you have clean clothes, picking your outfit for the next day, laying out your workout set, among other things. But when you prep, you're less likely to waste time in the morning taking care of time-consuming tasks and more likely to focus on what matters, which is getting up on time, getting ready, and starting your day right. I don't have to lie in bed anxious awaiting the morning thinking of what I need to do because I've already done it right after and I find that when I prep everything my morning just goes so smoothly and honestly the time passes me by. Now that everything is prepped, let's take a look at what your priorities are when it comes to bed. Because if sleep is not one of your priorities, we have some work to do. And this leads me into something that happened to me earlier this week that I would really love to share with y'all. So it was Tuesday morning, and because I went to bed late the night before on Monday, I did not want to wake up at 5 a.m. Now, I've been waking up at 5 a.m. for the past year. In previous years, I've woken up at 4 a.m., so I'm pretty much the like early bird, but sometimes it can take a lot of willpower for me to want to wake up early. So this morning, I was praying for strength. I was asking the Lord to deliver strength to me, and I decided to give in. So I slept in, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to set an alarm for a a.m. So I set an alarm on my Echo and I set this alarm, except I missed this alarm and I did not wake up until 11.30 a.m. That is right. I slept almost seven hours over my alarm and that's how I knew I was not making sleep a priority. So I made this pledge to myself that this night forward, I was going to prioritize sleep by going to sleep when I said I would and waking up when I said I would, kind of like keeping a commitment to myself. And the rule of thumb here is getting at least seven hours, but a bonus tip if you get more than eight and making every minute count. I think it's so easy, it's too easy to look at the clock and think, okay, 10 minutes of more TV, 10 minutes of TikTok, 10 minutes of Netflix, 10 minutes of whatever it is I'm doing, and then I will go to sleep. But if every minute counts, every minute 
and it counts. So sticking to your sleep routine and your sleep time can make such a difference in your day-to-day life compared even on nights where I got 30 more minutes an hour two hours versus nights where I got less than two hours less than one hour less than 30 minutes and there was such a difference so it's crazy to understand that every minute by the minute counts but it is so true So right now, while you're listening to this episode, go and set an alarm. That is going to be the time that you're going to wake up. Now, calculate seven hours behind that time. Say you're going to set an alarm for 5 a.m. Seven hours from that time is 10 p.m. That is the time you are going to be asleep. Not getting ready for bed, not in the shower, not just getting in your bed. You are supposed to be unconscious sleeping at that time. And that is one way you can get the most out of your sleep routine. Number three is picking up your Bible before your phone. Now, even if I'm going out to do the simplest thing, like get breakfast for me and my fam down the street, getting groceries, or doing the simplest task, I've realized that I needed to get in the word of the Lord before starting my day. I personally do not like the person I am when I don't read God's word. Even if it's just like 10 or 15 minutes, I feel so changed. I feel like my prayers are stronger, my mind is more focused on God's love and what he says about me, and so much more. So when it comes to negative thoughts, I can easily rebuke them versus on days that I'm not in the word, it's kind of harder to go by everyday life. So this is just a sweet reminder to get in your word today, even if it's just for 10 minutes, because there's always something you can do even if there's a lot going on. And it's important to highlight that not everyone's quiet time looks the same. If you're a mother, if you are a full-time student working full-time, there's so many things going on in our day-to-day, and I think it's so important to highlight that your quiet time is not going to look like the next girl's or the next guy's, and that is totally okay. But embracing what you have, working with the time that you have, and really just making the most of it can make such a difference in your spiritual walk with the Lord. Number four is getting the most out of your workouts. And this can mean several things. For example, getting heavier dumbbells, getting other kettlebells, adding some ankle weights to your walking, which is really interesting, or sticking to high intensity workouts twice a week. But when you really think about it, we spend most of the day sitting, driving, just being still, whatever our day-to-day consists of, most of it is standing still. And getting the most out of your time while your heart is racing is essential to your health and well-being. This past week, I had a like legs, glutes, and hamstrings workout and adding resistance bands, adding like yoga blocks while doing those lunges, doing those backward and forward lunges really intensified it. It made it so hard. And honestly, what's a workout if it's not challenging? It's so easy to get into a routine of, man, I killed that workout. That was amazing. That was, you know, I need to get into a mindset of like, I am dying in this workout, but I'm doing it because I love my body and I'm trying as hard as I can. And that's a mindset I'm trying to embrace every now and then. And just adding little things here and there, like little tools, little equipment, things that I wouldn't normally have really do intensify things and make them more challenging, which is always a treat. Number five is reading more. Now, I just finished Men and Dogs by Katie Crouch, and this was the saddest, funniest, and most entertaining novel I have ever read. Like, it fit my style perfectly, and it's not every day that I come across a novel like that. And since then, I've been looking forward to finding a new book to read, and I can't forget how good I felt reading that book. Like, it was just so amazing to put on a fireplace on my TV. I know it's tacky, but 
you know, I work with what I have and just like lighting a candle, getting some tea, whatever it was, just getting in my zone and winding down with a good book. And I was away from the screens and electronics. So I wasn't really focusing on social media or work. And I forgot what my life was at the time. And I experienced what it meant to be lost in such a good book. So whether you like a physical book or reading digitally, I have great resources to be able to find both kinds and find them affordably. So when I'm looking for a physical book, here's the rule of thumb that I follow. I either look for books at Goodwill, books at Target, or books on Amazon. Books at Goodwill, the most I've paid for them, $3 tops. And most of the time, they're hardbacks too. So I don't have to deal with like any like paperbacks that have like wear and tear. Most of them are really good quality and they've just been collecting dust on people's shelves for years that people just donate them. So I think Goodwill is such a good place to start. And Target also has very good hardbacks, um, obviously new. And I think the most I've paid for a book at Target was probably 10 to $15 at most. And I also really love shopping books on Amazon because I have an Amazon Prime membership, so I get shipping free, but also it's just so easy to find books at a lower cost. A lot of the time, Amazon sellers will resell like paperbacks at a lower price if it's like lightly used or just like lightly dealt with, things like that. And most of the time, there's not even that much wear and tear. So a lot of the time, I try to look for the lower cost options, which can be often paperbacks or books that have been lightly used. Now, if I'm wanting to read digitally, here is the rule of thumb that I follow. So first I look on Apple Books, which has a very wide selection of audible books, of free books, and paid books. So a lot of the time I'm looking at the free books and I love true crime and I love thriller and I love sci-fi. So a lot of the time I'm peeking into those sections, but most of the time I'm looking at audible books and what I can find. And I even did an audible trial subscription earlier last year and I bought a free book and I loved it. It was okay, but I just really can't do audible books. I find myself zoning out and I know that these books can be really helpful to someone who just like reads a whole page and doesn't even know what they read because they were zoned out the whole time. But I find myself doing the same thing with Audible books. So this time this year, I'm trying to adapt more and really focus and zone in when I am listening to a book versus reading it. But I find that reading just works a lot better. So I always take a peek at Apple books and what they have in store, but I'm also on Amazon and a few good books that I've gotten on there. My devotional, Unshakable by Christine Kane, which I'm still going through. It's a 365-day devotional. I also got the Divergent series on there, which I'd never read the Divergent series. I just seen the movies and the book just went into so much detail and I probably wouldn't have been able to find that anywhere else because it's such a good series that everybody watches. I also checked out Unglued and my She Reads Truth Bible, which I don't know if that would count, but the reason I mention is because that Bible has a lot of like devotions and a lot of like author's notes. So I do kind of consider it as like, you know, the book genre, but those are a few books that I have grabbed on Amazon and I've enjoyed every single one of them. I really do love both versions of books, whether it's physical or digital. And as long as I'm able to get the most of the content that I'm reading by like annotating and taking notes, we are in the clear. So no matter what kind of book it is, as long as I can read it and absorb it and just enjoy it, I am good. So those are my revitalizing wellness tips for a powerful start to your week. I really feel that I'm able to dominate my week when I incorporate these into my day-to-day -day schedule and my routine, and it just really ensures that I get the most out of my life no matter what's going on, no matter what I'm going through, because I'm putting forth the discipline and the work up front. And as we conclude our afternoon outdoor walk together, let me know what you thought of this episode and if there are any tips that came to mind for you too. 
It was such a pleasure getting to connect and share with you today. And I just, it got me all excited and kickling my feet and giggling and all that good stuff. And with that being said, I will see you in the next episode.